Truth and Reconciliation Day is an opportunity and silly. I'll say it right out there. Now, let me explain before you get mad. Um, It's silly because we shouldn't have to have a day set aside to talk about these things that we all know we need to talk about. Now, at the same time, the opportunity is, okay, it's not perfect, but if it's a start, let's take it and run with it. My guest right now for this conversation um, has two roles here. His name is Max Finday, and Max Daquan, actually, is his full first name. I call him Max. And Max works with Indigenous groups. He's the CEO of a group called Warshield, Indigenous Government Relations Firm. Works hand-in-hand with many different um, communities. And he's a citizen of Sweetgrass First Nation, which is Treaty 6. And Max is also a friend. And I will, full disclosure on this one, Max is the kind of friend that I can talk to any, we can talk to any topic. So a really exciting opportunity to do this and uh, and do a little work together. Max, how are you, bud? Yeah, Shane, doing uh, very well. And the last one, great to see you. Great to, great to be here with you. Yeah, it is great to see you. And um, I, this is kind of cool. I say that Truth and Reconciliation Day is silly, and I don't want that to be offensive, but I really do mean that, Max. Like, this cannot, to me, become a hallmark holiday of one of those check boxes that we fill out as Canadians, you know, one day of the year and not live into. That scares me that this is what we create with this. So I'm hoping we can talk about that a little bit and what, what this could look like if we get it right. Well, I think, Shane, you know, come come on now. This is, uh, I think TRC Day should have the opportunity to be a Hallmark holiday, just in the same way that Christmas does, Halloween yeah. does. There can be some very- We get to make TV movies. shows? You get some TV shows, some poorly written movies out of this, <laughs> some good branding. You know, there's a lot of content out there, you know, yeah. for TRC Day. It'd be great. Yeah, it'd be great. Well, we could say, well, hey, I mean, I guess if it, I mean, in all fairness, if it brings more conversation to the forefront, maybe it's not all that bad. Maybe I'm just being a little bit square about it, but I do worry about that, that this is just a checkbox. What an opportunity, though, what we're in front of. And frankly, it's a good excuse for me to bring you into my work world, out of our personal world, and to be able to do this too. So I'll take it all and be grateful for it. Um, Truth and Reconciliation Day, let's just start there. It's really our second crack at it as Canadians. Um, but really our first, because last one was sort of like, hey, by the way, take Friday off. Um, but here we are. How's your tone? How are you feeling going into it? Yeah, we don't really talk about last year's, right? Like last year's was the dress rehearsal and, you know, it was very sort of rushed and last minute and people were people were out there, you know, desperately searching for, for orange shirts. Uh, like, uh, like uh, That's like true, isn't it? Fly chain issue, you know, so yeah. you can get into your work's corporate picture, you know, and you had the logo and everything. It was great. Yeah. I mean, listen, listen, I think um, for for me, I'm, I'm an eternal optimist, Shane. You know this about me. I'm an eternal sure. optimist. I always think uh, the best about people and the best about Canadians. And this is, you know, what people say is, is my biggest flaw, saying I give two Canadians too much rope and, you know, too much grace and all this sort of stuff. But listen, we're, we're, in, a, we're in a really unique moment as a country never in our history has um have these issues about truth and reconciliation and all all of the very scary dark you know horrible things that happened never has um all of these things gotten you know as much airtime column inches you know uh uh 
speaking points in in politicians' speeches across this country. Right as as we're talking today, you know, I'm I'm in Regina, and we'll be going tomorrow to um, to uh, the Riders Stadium, which will be full of community members, residential school survivors. Um, you know, the Governor General is going to going to be there. I'm in the same hotel as her right now. And we're going to talk about what this moment is. We're going to be talking about what this moment means, and uh, and if there's something that we can collectively, as a community, as a country, you know, as people, whether you're indigenous or non-indigenous, if there's something that we can do together to make things better. And I think for me, that's the litmus test: is are we making things better? And to the cynics. And to the, to the skeptics, and you know, I don't mean this as a, as a partisan con, uh, comment, but you know, over the last ten years, things have gotten better. Well, and that that's a good point. Well, I think that we also just need to acknowledge the fact that inside Indigenous communities, there are different opinions about what this day should look like. And outside, there are also different opinions about what this day should look like, right? Like, it's not like you've got Indigenous communities and everybody's like, yep, thumbs up, this is great. Because some of them don't, some some of the communities don't don't agree or, or find that this is this is fruitful. And then just like outside of the community, some people have never been around Indigenous people in general. They've never been around the culture. They've never been uh, heard music other than you hearing it on the CBC on a Sunday afternoon show of something, right? Like, aside from that, like, some people this is completely foreign to. And so I think that grace is really, really important. And I'm curious what the tone is like inside your conversations inside the communities. I've heard this put two ways. And this is my lens on it, positive sort of like you. Imagine if this becomes a day of celebration, music, dance, culture, learning, down the road, we get to a point where it's all about celebration of the culture. I have heard, uh, even conversations on this show right here, that some people think it should be more like Remembrance Day, more like looking backwards and mourning and all of those pieces. What are you hearing? I mean, you're a community member too with Sweetgrass, but what are you hearing? Um, probably some difference of opinion. Tons of difference of opinion. You know, I'm, I'm lucky. My work takes me across the country um, to hear, you know, different perspectives from community members, you know, urban, but also uh, on reserve in the North, First Nations, Métis, uh, Inuit, um, you know, people who are coming back to their identity after having lost it uh, because, you know, their parents were taken away or their grandparents or whatever, all this sort of stuff. It's really, um, you know, it's really, really tough. Like my dad, listen, you couldn't get closer to residential school uh, in my family, right? Like my dad is, is a survivor. It's not some, you know, black and white historical picture from, you know, generations ago. This is a guy that I'm, you know, sitting across the table with at breakfast, you know, telling me to pass the ketchup, you know, and, um, and he, re he really got the worst of it, you know, and, um, and, you know, he, he suffered sort of immeasurably uh, throughout his childhood and blah, 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 all this sort of stuff, right? Like, we know, we know, we've heard, we've heard the stories, we've seen the Heritage Minute, yada, yada, yada. Firsthand, right? Right, yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, what, what's he going to do on, on TRC Day? I think, you know, probably watch the news, you know, maybe go out, go out with my dog, have a cigarette, you know, all this sort of stuff. I don't, I don't know that it will be um, a great deal of, of meaning for him. 
And then you have, you have somebody like me, right? Like one generation removed, that's all. The first generation in my family not to be taken, you know, forcibly taken from my parents. Just, I'm the first one. Yeah, it's wow. pretty extraordinary when you think about it. Yeah, that is crazy. Um, to me, you know, this, this day means something. This day means that we have opportunity to go back to, you know, the foundation of the treaty relationship you know, when, when the West was first settled, when, when uh, non-Indigenous people, white guys first came to places like Saskatchewan, we, we agreed on what the relationship was going to be um, all about between First Nations and, and the new settlers. It was, was going to be based on peace and prosperity and mutual benefit. Those were the foundations uh, that Canada was built on, right? Those were the foundations of the treaty relationship. Now, somewhere along the way, right, we got, we got lost. And we, we can take some pretty good guesses as to why that happened. But yeah. for me, you know, I think about um, tomorrow or, you know, on, on TRC day, there's going to be a lot of, um, there's going to be a lot of peace and friendship. There's going to be um, conversations about mutual benefit, right? And there's going to be, you know, uh, some visioning about what prosperity looks like for First Nations, something that has eluded us for generations and for hundreds of years. I think those are the kinds of conversations that we're going to be having on TRC Day. And that's why, you know, that's why I can't help but be hopeful. Uh, it's beautifully positive. I can't help but think of, you know, those those old folks from so many generations ago and those old notions of these agreements that were supposed to be fulfilled, but, you know, in a lot of ways they weren't and in some ways they were. Um, and some of them were put on pause and some of them were forgotten about, but I can't help but think of the way that we do things. And this is maybe a hard question. And I'm asking this question, Max, because you and I have uh, a personal relationship and I know that you've given me the space to be able to talk about these things. We've asked, we've talked about a lot of things privately. Um, and so I'm going to ask this question because I think it's a question that most people are afraid to ask. Um, I mean, you, uh, are an indigenous guy. Does this... Do these things help land acknowledgements? I've always wondered because I'm playfully because you and I'll be playful. I feel like some communities do a really great job where there is a, um, you know, a, a community leader that stands up. And I think the Oilers do a fantastic job with the, the guy on the screen. Yeah. And they like and he makes a declaration of welcome to our land kind of Coles notes. But then you have these other places where you have a guy like me who is like <laughs> as European, like my family is as English, literally English Norman. Like not only did we take over England and Ireland, we also tried to take France. Like that is my blood. If I go up there and I'm like, hey, by the way, Max, just wanted to acknowledge that this place is yours and I'm here and you don't get it back now. <laughs> I, that to me seems like it's offside. And that's where I think Truth and Reconciliation Day can go sideways really quick if we're not careful and don't do it the right way. So is there a difference of opinion on that or am I being oversensitive about it? Oh, Shane, you're, you're, you are rarely oversensitive. But here's what I'll say about, you know, land acknowledgements and these things that have come to sort of like, you know, be contemporary, particularly around progressive circles. It's that they... They have to mean something, right? Spare me, spare us all from another platitude 
land acknowledgement where you know the person reciting it mispronounces the names of the host nations exactly yeah well who miss you know misidentifies the the treaty territory right and you know who's who's reading so closely and meticulously on the sheet of paper that's three inches from their face lest they make a mistake or you know go off script and god forbid have to express in a, per a personal opinion people are so afraid Shane, it's 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 mind-boggling to me because at that point you don't have anything meaningful you don't have a relationship you have a platitude which really i mean that's not that's not for me that's not for first nations people you're no. doing that for no. you're performing yeah. you're performing something that you think is is the socially progressive thing to do which ends up just being a waste of everybody's time and if you know listen this is fair warning to all your listeners if i'm in the room and they do you know you do a performative land acknowledgement that doesn't really mean anything i'm gonna groan loudly because i've sat <laughs> through way too many of them yeah to ever, to ever waste my life on that again yeah well and to me and i always say look if you care uh, get involved in the community, get in front of a community leader, learn about the community and acknowledge that. Like, thanks to Steve, who showed me around today is to me seems more meaningful than anything else. Right. Like that to me uh, seems like a so but then we have this generation and this is where Truth and Reconciliation Day gets weird. We have this generation, guys like me. I grew up uh, my elementary school in Port Alberni, and in Port Alberni, tons of indigenous community there. You learn about the culture. You're surrounded by the culture. You learn about the totem. You learn about all of the things, the art, the everything. Just so beautiful, right? I mean, the fish is a big one. And then I moved to Fort McMurray, and in Fort McMurray, surrounded by Mackay and Chip and uh, Anzac and all those places, you were literally uh, the city of Fort McMurray, and Wood, which is now all Wood Buffalo, is surrounded by all those communities. You, the guys on your hockey team, the people you went to school with, all of your friends, I mean, you were around the community. So um, I was lucky. I like to say that I, I, I'm lucky because I was exposed to it in a lot of ways. But my generation, to that platitude shame thing that we feel like we have to BS about that, that it's my fault. Well, no, it's my opportunity to recreate what this looks like. Yes, but a lot of people are like, well, why is this my shame on this day when it was two generations ago that this happened? And how do we get through that part? Mm -hmm. And you know what? That's like, that is the question because there are, you know, a number of members of my community who want, who want non-Indigenous Canadians to feel that shame, who want, uh, you know, the white guys to feel this sort of personal guilt, you know, about residential school or about, you know, land theft or, you know, treaties not being fulfilled or, or these sorts of things or some sort of, I don't know, I, 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 I think it's about, you know, getting even with, with Canada, getting even with Canadians. And listen, I understand why people feel that way. Indigenous people lived in live today in you know uh uh abject poverty third world conditions no, no running know, water like no running water the simplest of things like that we know what the list is so i can understand why people are angry and they want you know revenge or retribution i think that's human nature it's not how i was raised it's not it's not you know the teachings that i i was raised with or or, or live by and honestly i've never seen anybody feel guilty or cry after watching a very sad movie about residential school at some community event like they feel like you know they, they were supposed to subject themselves to and then go off 
and you know commit themselves to being very um very dedicated to reconciliation so you know i people often say to me they'll come up after i give a speech or you know something they say oh i feel so so guilty i feel so bad and i try in a very polite way to tell them well that's not that's not for me you're not feeling that doesn't help me that's, you know, that's your own reaction, trying to alleviate, you know, the emotions that, that were brought up when you learned about the horrific history of this country, probably for the first time. Um, but instead of feeling that, why don't you, you know, do X, Y, or Z? Why don't you go and, and get involved in the community? Why don't you go and find a charity and donate your time and your money? Why don't you go and, and educate your family and friends about what you heard? It's great, you know, that you have, you know, Indigenous people that you can point to at various moments in your life and say, you know, I played with uh, uh, Indigenous people on my hockey team or, you know, my school had a very predominant Indigenous um, Indigenous population. That that part is about being, you know, sort of accepting as Indigenous people generally. You're not a racist if you do that. The harder part is about recognizing that Indigenous people are, you know, um, uh, uh, have a special designation in this country that we have rights, you know, over and above what Canadians have and feeling okay with that, that you support, you know, uh, treaties being, um, uh, you know, uh, implemented in communities across this country, that you support the idea that, you know, like the treaty said, um, there should be, you know, a little red brick schoolhouse, which means that Indigenous people should have the right to education that there should be a medicine chest kept in the house of an Indian agent, which means the right to health care, you know, and, and all of these principles and practices of, of self-determination, of non-interference that allows Indigenous communities to succeed socially, economically, culturally, these sorts of, that's the real litmus test for Canadians. Can you, can you do more than just, you know, have a great friend who just happens to be Indigenous? Can you get on board with our rights? and our ability to determine our own futures. I think that is what is going to be, what defines if we're successful or not in reconciliation for the next 20 years. That's a lot more than an orange t-shirt. <laughs> right? Let's start with an orange t-shirt, maybe an orange donut from Tim Hortons. Maybe we could put that on an orange t-shirt. Um, no, I don't mean to diminish what you said. That's very powerful, what you said. Um, and and I get that. I feel like I, I truly, truly get that. And I think you put that back in our lap very, 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 very well. So when we look at what it is today, Truth and Reconciliation Day, I mean, we're trying it out. We're, we're dating, right? This is a new relationship with this day in Canada, all Canadians in this day, and, and with community members, Indigenous community members on, on this day. Everyone's trying to navigate and figure out which way it goes. If we can imagine this 10 years from now, Max, I mean, you're, you, you grew up, you're in, in Treaty 6, and that's your, that's your family. If you, I mean, political science is your background. I mean, this is all the things. So this is the crossroads. What does this look like mm -hmm. 10 years from now? If you could paint a picture here, what does this look like when we start to get it right 10 years from now? What does this day look like? Yeah. I think a lot about, you know, I'm, I'm 31 and um, in, in 10 years, I'm going to be in my 40s, which is sort of uh, terrifying easy. Easy. to think about. I mean, listen, Take you know. Easy. Easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, start, 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 I'm going to start getting tobacco. People are going to call me an elder. You know, this is, this is where we're at in our 40s. I think, you know, Shane, I think a lot about what the story is that I'll be able to tell my descendants. And, you know, to, 
to be here for this moment when TRC Day is, is beginning. And you know, to know where we are today, there's still a lot of disparities for Indigenous communities. Nobody can argue that. There's still a lot of work to be done to make sure that um, Indigenous rights are, are upheld and expanded in this country. Nobody can argue that. Um, there's still a lot of heartache and pain in Indigenous communities. And we see that played out over the news and in media time and time again. And so when I think about 10 years from now, I really want to be telling, you know, my kids a really beautiful story. And I really want to be telling them about how things used to be and how hard things used to be and the difficulties that we encountered as Native people and as, and as Canadians. And I want to be able to say to them that, you know, in the last 10 years, we've worked really hard. And we don't see those sorts of hardships in our communities anymore. I want to be able to tell them that reserves are places now where there's innovation, where there's some of our brightest minds, where there are our cultural practices and languages that are not only surviving, but flourishing. I want to be telling you know, my descendants that there are institutions of, of Native knowledge and Native economies, Native industry that are thriving across municipalities, big cities, um, right across the country. I want to be talking about you know, all the Indigenous decision makers that we have in government, regardless of what party it is, and how they add to the political conversation in this country, because they bring not only whatever expertise they were trained in, but also their indigenous knowledge and experience with them into government. And I wanna be talking about all of the proud indigenous people that we have across science, technology, arts, culture, you know, these sorts of things. And what a beautiful country, what a beautiful society we have left for them. And I wanna be able to tell them that the work continues and that our work, as you know, as 40 and 50 year olds, you know, is coming to a close. And then it's for them to take the beautiful world that we have created for them and continue to build it, continue to expand it and continue to find peace, prosperity and mutual benefit. That's what I wanna be able to talk about in 10 years. Max Feinday um, is an indigenous government relations uh, firm uh, he, he, that's what he does, relationships with different uh, indigenous communities, governments, government bodies, all that stuff. But Max is not only uh, an expert in all this, political science is your, your background, and, and not only all this, and not to mention uh, Sweetgrass First Nation. I think what I hear there is that statement where you said where you're the first family member, first generation in your family that hasn't been taken away for some residential fulfillment. Uh, and that's how close it is, right? That's how close we are to this. So when anybody feels like you don't quite understand the way that you just described it, think of that in your mind of how is it that this can make sense? Well, tell you what, let me introduce you to this expert I have on the radio right now. His name is Max. He's 31 and he's the first one in his family that hasn't had to go. That's how close it is when we feel like it's so far away. Now you're a friend, and um, I trust you implicitly. Implicitly, your um, your impact on my life uh, is profound. 
in our time that we've had together. Um, yeah, I find you inspiring. Um, I find your work ethic exhausting um, for how hard you work. And um, your general spirit is uh, something that I strive to be able to um, dance with in general in my life. So what do I do, Max? How can I support you as your friend on this day? Like how, how do I, what do I, do I text you and say, happy truth and reconciliation day, right? Or do I, do I go out and learn something? Do I, I mean, I'm proud of this show that we've put together. Uh, so that's the thing. I mean, I, I take this show very personally. How, what do I do for you as your friend on this day? I mean, listen, Amazon gift cards, e-transfers, you know, expensive steak dinners. These are all things. I'll send you keg gift cards. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> I, you know, I really think it's about it's about finding out what you don't know, right? It's about um, taking maybe what you think you know about Indigenous people, applying applying a lens and saying, is that really true? Who, who did I learn that from? Or thinking about what wasn't I taught in school? Because a lot of people were robbed of the opportunity to learn about native people in their schools, especially, you know, people in, in the, in the Gen X or, you know, in the boomers, you know, the, there was just nothing there. And, you know, listen, I, I say robbed of opportunity. I mean that native people are great. We're very funny. We're very good looking. You know what I mean? There's, there's all of these. All I, of these. Uh, musically. I mean, I, I would just even people, if you want an access point, just check out music, man. Oh yeah. Exactly. I mean, this is, you know, this is the great crime of our, of, of our country. So, you have to you have to figure out what you don't know you start there you you do the best that you can right and you understand that that above all first nations people indigenous people are very forgiving and that's where you start your journey so if you're afraid to make a mistake don't be you know i've made tons of mistakes in my life my community has always welcomed me welcomed me with open arms and a loving heart and they do that with Canadians, you think about everything that Indigenous people have endured in this country. Um, never ha have Native people really um, stood in malice or, or you know, uh, seeking revenge against this country. We've always just continued to talk about what we hope, what we love, and and the values in which we live. So um, I think it's it's with that that Canadians have to take the opportunity, the extended hand that Indigenous people have, and Take it in peace, in partnership, mutual benefit, and just do the best you can. Max Taquan, find a Treaty Six Sweetgrass First Nation, a friend and CEO of Warshield Indigenous Government Relations Firm. If you have any questions, you can just literally go to it's warshield.ca, right? Um, and go there and and just connect, and that way you can ask questions and uh, get pointed in the right direction. And um, they're not an organization that has a bunch of resources for. By the way, learn this, but you know what? knowing people and connections with all of the communities around Western Canada and, uh, and all that too would be a great way to go. Max, thanks for sharing your heart with us today and participating in this with me. It does personally mean a lot to me. I appreciate it. No, ask me, Shane. Anytime.